0: The worst thing you can do is just come up with this idea that this would be a great product and devote a whole lot of time to building it and then putting it out there and discovering nobody really wants it. This part I'm talking about here is called market research. And in the digital age we live in, it is so simple to do. Live your faith, build your business, and change your world. This is Live Build Change. Welcome back to the Live, Build, Change podcast. We are here together to live our faith, build a business, and then integrate those two to change the world. And if you haven't heard the zero episode, which you can find at livebuildchange.com slash zero, and that could be the word zero or the number zero, whichever you want to use, you can listen to the zero episode there. And the reason I bring it up seems like fairly often on the show, is because that zero episode is really the heart of what Live Build Change is all about. It's this vision that I believe the Lord has given me to enable you and I to live our faith in an authentic way and to use that authentic faith to build a business like no one else really can because we have the Spirit of God within us to enable us to do it in some pretty supernatural ways, and then use that business to change the world. And when I say change the world, that is not exaggeration or hyperbole, if you care for the big word. That is what I believe can really happen, because the funds that God gives us through a thriving business can be bigger than our own needs, can be big enough that we become conduits or channels of what God can do with those funds in organizations and causes and and great things all over the world. So anyway, go back and listen to the zero episode if you haven't listened to it. Now, what are we going to talk about on this episode? Well, in the last episode, I spoke to you briefly about the idea of getting started and overcoming those difficult mindsets that you might have that hold you back from getting started. And what I want to tell you today is that... One of the barriers or one of the obstacles I have seen come up in people's lives quite often when they think of starting a side hustle or some sort of creative business of some sort is that they begin to think that until it is fully developed and absolutely perfect, it's not a good idea to put it out there. But on this episode, I'm going to challenge you with that thinking and I'm actually going to show you some ways that doing just the opposite, getting it out there sooner could be a great thing for you to do. One of the income-producing streams that I have is a course called Pass the Safe Exam, and you can see it at passthesafeexam.com. It is a video study methods course for the NMLS test that is required by the United States government for anyone who wants to become a mortgage loan originator. Now, that may sound like kind of an odd, very specific niched product to create, and it is, and it's one that I created just from my own experience. Now, don't let that throw you off. I'm sure you have some niched areas, some places where you have experience that I don't, and those may be areas where you could build something similar. But the reason I bring the course up is because I started creating that course while I was still studying for the NMLS exam, I hadn't even taken the test yet. I hadn't passed the test yet, but I could tell there's a great need for people to know how to study for this test because it's a very difficult test. And it's one that's not real intuitive in terms of knowing how to study for it. And so as I was studying, it became more apparent to me that there's a product here. There's, there's a resource here that would truly benefit people. But that not everyone could create. But me, with my teaching background and a bent toward explaining things, I felt like I could do a pretty good job of it. Get the image in your mind. Here I am still studying to take the test. And the real stamp of validity on my course would be if I pass the test. But I haven't passed it yet. But I am already taking screen captures of the way I'm studying on my computer, which is screen captures nothing but just a little video of your computer screen, with you talking over it, telling how you did the thing that you're doing on the computer. I started making outlines of the different things I felt like should be covered in the course. I started making bullet points of the things I thought could be included as resources. I started just making plans while I was still studying for the stupid test. (laughs) And when I passed the test, I put that course online probably within a week and it wasn't perfect. It didn't have all the bugs worked out. It actually had some problems with the website initially. It had some problems with some of the videos, some of the technology I was using that I had just learned and started implementing wasn't working like I had thought it was going to work. And even my payment solution was not working properly. And so it had all kinds of problems at first. But I didn't let that stop me. And the reason that I felt like I should press ahead is because I knew the sooner I get it out there and the sooner I hear that cha-ching of the first sale, the sooner I'm going to be encouraged that this might actually work and I might be able to truly make something out of this course. And so as a result, I put the thing on and I started tweaking it as I go. And you know what, lo and behold, I got feedback from some of my first students about things that weren't working right. And you know what that is? That's a gift because that enables me to fix the thing that's not working right because I may not be aware of it. And so in a sense, your users in this digital age that we live in, if you're creating an online resource, your users get to become sort of your guinea pigs, but also your feedback, the ones who help you make your product better. And if I had waited until that thing was perfect in my mind, if I had not started right then, I would have not only missed the encouragement of those initial sales and the encouragement that the course might actually make a profit, but also I would have missed the opportunity to tweak as I go with someone else helping me get a second set of eyes on it or a third set of eyes or a fourth set of eyes to help me refine the course and make it better. And you know what else happened? As I learned more about things like video and about payment processing and things like that on the internet, I was able to go in and tweak what I had already done and implement new strategies. As I learned more about what makes for a successful sales page in terms of the elements that are on the page and how you word them and how you craft it and how you position it on the page, I was able to go back and tweak it. But all along... I was already making income. By the time I got to that point of tweaking pages and, and those kinds of smaller refinements, I was probably already making three to $400 a week from the silly course. And so my point is not to impress you by telling you that story. My point is to impress upon you that you can do this and your product does not have to be A1, okay, perfect before you put it out there. In fact, let me tell you what I have heard of some internet marketers doing. I've heard people who are skilled in a certain niche or a certain area taking the time and utilizing patience to start building a community around that niche. They don't have any product for sale yet. They don't have any sort of book or program to foist out there on people. And I don't use foist in a negative way. I just mean to to put out there for people to purchase. All they're doing is building a community, say it's a Facebook group, Or a Google Plus group that is centered around this area of interest or this area of expertise that they have. And what they do is they start watching inside that community the types of questions or the types of problems that the people in the group have most frequently. And they're taking notes the whole time. Because here's something you need to understand about providing a service or providing a product to someone. And every successful business and every successful business leader knows this. Products and services are only successful as they meet a need or as they solve a problem or as they address a pain point or as they fulfill a desire. So think about those things, needs, problems, pain points, desires. Those are the things you want to watch for when you're interacting with people in whatever space it is where you think there might be a possible product idea or service idea. The worst thing you can do is just come up in your own head with this idea that, hey, this would be a great product and devote a whole lot of time to building it and then putting it out there and discovering nobody really wants it, needs it, has that pain. You understand what I'm saying? This part I'm talking about here is called market research. And in the digital age we live in, It is so simple to do. Let me just give you some steps for how I would go about doing some very simple market research to validate whether or not a product or service idea you have is something you should move forward on. Here's the steps. Step number one, decide the area of interest or expertise that you would like to build a product or service in. Okay, for me, one of those areas was podcasting. If you've heard the zero episode, you've heard my story about how that all came about. Podcasting is something I was interested in. It's something I was already doing. It's something I had a a decent amount of expertise and skill in. And I knew with some practice and some learning, I could develop the skill that I needed to bring online a true business. It's a service-related business for podcasters. Okay, so number one, decide what is the niche or area of interest that you might want to put a product or service into. It could be a hobby. It could be something related to the work that you're doing now. It could be something related to a skill that you had in the past. I mean, for example, I was a radio announcer years back when I was in high school and in college. So I had some of the audio expertise already that was needed for podcasting. And so then when I began podcasting, it was so much easier because now it's digital and it's on my computer. And then when the opportunity to build a business came up, those skills came into play big time. So you see, you can kind of research your past, think back through your experiences and the things that you've done, the different part-time jobs you had in high school, college, those times, and see what did you really enjoy? What were the things that were a fit for you that seemed to click, that came to you naturally? And start looking around on Facebook, on Google+, on LinkedIn, and see if there are groups organized around that area of interest. I mentioned it might be a hobby. Maybe it's crafting or, or stamp collecting or who knows what. It could be all kinds of things. Because think about this. Out of 7 billion people on the planet, and with, I believe, about 65% of those having internet access, your audience is so broad it doesn't matter if your niche is really small because a small niche out of 7 billion people is still a whole lot of people that your very niched product or service might be of interest to. So that's step number 1. Get into groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, wherever you're going to go to find them that are focused around your areas of interest. Or the area where you think there may be a great product, idea, or service. And now on to step number two. And it's how you go into those groups that matters. You don't go in there touting yourself as an expert. You don't go in there talking about your credentials. You don't go in there asking people if they have ideas of ways you could create a product. Don't do that. That's not the way to do it. This is called social media for a reason. It's designed such that you go on there and be social with people. So get to know people in the group. It's fine to introduce yourself and tell why you're interested in the niche. But then interact with people, share stories, listen to the stories of others, get involved in conversations about the topic that you're all interested in. And I can guarantee you, in a short amount of time, if you do that consistently, you are going to build some pretty decent online relationships with people who are interested in the very things that you're interested in already. And as you're in that group, you get to step number three. Step number three is this. Start taking notes about the things you're noticing inside the group that people are expressing dissatisfaction with or disgruntlement with or problems with or pains about all relating to the subject matter that you're all already discussing okay those needs those pain points those desires those are all product ideas or service ideas and what you might do is just put them on a piece of paper and every time you see one of those things mentioned again whether it's in a new comment a new you know a new comment thread or discussion thread or in replies to that comment just put a little hash mark next to it and kind of log the things you see going on that people have needs in. And those things that you start to see more and more little hash marks landing beside are the ones where there are a genuine need. You don't even need to go ask. You don't need to do any more in-depth market research. You know from inside this community of people who are already eagerly interested in the subject matter you're dealing with that there is a need because the people in the group are telling you that there's a need. Okay, then and only then do you move on to step four. Step four is to start thinking through product ideas surrounding those things that people have mentioned. Okay, are there ways that you have the expertise or the knowledge that you can actually meet those needs that you've heard about? Maybe you have some special knowledge about it that you could put into a course and provide for those people. Maybe you have some new way of approaching the issue or something you've learned in your experience where you solved the problem that they're talking about. Maybe that would go into a course or an ebook or or some kind of coaching package where you would become a coach if it's that kind of a niche that lends itself to coaching. Do you see where I'm going with this? You look at the need and then you look at your skill set and your experience. And I would suggest being a believer in Christ, absolutely, you should be praying about this. You should be asking God to reveal to you what you might have that would address those needs and address that issue. And you know what? He may push you into a a setting where you feel like you don't exactly have the full set of skills, but he's going to grow you during the process. And he's going to teach you even more. And that may be exactly what you need to do. But do you see where we've gone with this? We started out with just getting involved in areas where you have an interest. Then you've just made relationships. You have listened to the things people are saying and the problems they're having surrounding that niche. And now you're considering, what do I have to bring to the table? Is there anything I could do to solve these problems? And that takes you to step number five. Step number five is is that you don't go into those groups saying, hey, I've got a great idea for a product. Hey, here's my thing. Hey, would you buy this if I made it? Don't do that. Don't do that. Just start interacting with one or two of the people in the group that you've made the better relationships with, maybe through a private message or through an email, and bounce the idea off of them. Get some feedback from people who are equally invested in the topic or the subject matter that you're dealing with, and maybe even some who have expressed the needs that you've written down on the page. And don't go after them saying, hey, I've got this great product idea, all this. I mean, you'll get to that in just a minute. But you want to just say, hey, I was noticing on the forum or in the group, people have said this, and you've even mentioned this. Do you have any thoughts about what kind of thing might solve that problem or what would need to happen in order for that problem to be solved? And just let them talk. A lot of times, the people who have the need you're going to meet will tell you exactly what they're looking for in order to meet it. So you don't have to go and reinvent something. You don't have to be the most creative person in the world every time. You just need to know how to listen. You just need to know how to ask the right questions. And you can find out exactly what it is that the ideal customer for that product, service, or course is looking for. And then you're able to have a great track to run on for the beginnings of creating that thing. And from there, what would you do? Well, what I would do is I would start brainstorming ideas of how could I create what they have expressed a need for. And I would make a bullet point outline. What are the resources that would be included? How would I organize them so it's logical and flows well? Would it be a video resource or would it be a text-based resource? Maybe it would be an audio course that people could listen to in their car. Maybe it would be, you know, something way outside the box and all that, or even a coaching package where you would coach people individually or in groups. The possibilities are endless. And the reason you want to go about it this way is because you're able to find out ahead of time what the need is, what you might have that you could bring to the table to meet that need. And then, and only then begin moving toward the creation of something that could meet that need. Now, you may be a person who's like me, and you're already involved in some sort of online thing or some sort of community or group or hobby, and you know the need. I mean, you don't have to ask people. You feel it all the time. You know there's a lot of people who do the same things you do who feel that same need all the time. You may not need to do the level of market research I'm describing here because you already know the pain points personally, and you recognize that there are a lot of people who could use the same solution. I guess I just have one real slight warning for you on that. Make sure before you invest a lot of time. Okay. Maybe just ask some of those other people, is this something you'd be interested in if there was a way to solve this problem? And see what they say. See how they respond. Then you can deal with putting together the product later on. But first, you want to make sure you're, you're not wasting all your time on the resource if there's not a real need. I hope this has been helpful to you as we think about ways to get started, to start building things and tweaking as you go, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. And then how to actually go about researching whether or not that product idea or service idea is a viable idea. And social media makes it easier than ever. The digital age we live in has wonderful perks when it comes to building a business like this. And because it's all digital, Chances are a lot of your overhead is going to be really low because they're digital resources that you create in a digital file on your computer. You store them online somewhere like Dropbox. You put them on YouTube. I mean, the overhead costs can be very minimal, which means your profit potential is really, really high. And it's all because of the digital age that we live in. So I hope you've been encouraged by this. So here's your call to action for the episode. Get out that piece of paper again. You still got that notebook I asked you to have in the last episode. Write down areas of interest from your past, from your present, that you would be very interested in having a product or service within. Okay, just write them down. Write them down. Just maybe even just do it a free-flowing where you don't even stop. You just start writing. You start writing, start writing Write till you can't write anymore. Write all the areas of interest that might be a place where you'd be interested in starting some kind of business or selling a product. Once you've got that list, start praying about it start narrowing it down mark out the ones that you don't feel as drawn to as the others and let the holy spirit of god be your business partner in this let him guide you to the ideas that he would have you do okay because he knows the specific needs of the people you'll be serving he knows best of all how your gifts integrate with his power to meet those specific needs okay so don't leave him out of the process pray over that list and and with the spirit's help start cutting out the things that aren't the real possibilities and narrow it down to the ones that are. Then your next step is to go on social media and find groups oriented around that area of interest. Whatever it is, you can go on Facebook, you can search for the groups, you can ask to be a part of those groups and you can get in and start having conversations. And remember everything I told you about what to do when you get in those groups. Just be a part of the group, be social, get to know people, let them get to know you. And in time, you'll build friendships that will then lead to the things we've discussed. Okay, that's your call to action for this episode. So get on it. I say it every week, but I'm so thankful that you are taking the time to listen to the Live, Build, Change podcast. I know that there are many great resources out there that you could be devoting your time to. So I don't take it lightly that you are investing in live, build, change. And I hope that what you're finding through live, build, change is that you're not only learning some practical ways to build a business and increase your income and those kinds of things, but that you're learning it in a way that brings honor to God because you're not leaving him out of the process. Just like in this episode where we've talked about integrating this idea creation process with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You can do that because you are a follower of Christ and that is an incredible business advantage. And talking about all that, I want to encourage you with one more thing. If you can think of one person, even prayerfully, who could use the kinds of things you're learning about in the Liberal Change Podcast and could use the spiritual encouragement and challenge of the Morning Mindset Edition that comes out every morning, I want to ask you to do one thing. Take the device you're listening on, whether it's a computer or smartphone or pad, and find the sharing function for this episode and send a message to that person individually through email through text and let them know what you're getting out of the liberal change podcast and encourage them to listen you never know you could be changing their life in an eternal way by giving them the ability to start thinking outside of their normal box and wondering what might god do with my life by helping me equipping me to better live my faith integrate it with the building of a business so that I could be a vessel God might use to change the world. Hey, that's it for this week. Go live your faith. Get started building that business and get ready to change the world. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Morning Mindset Edition.